Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast episode. What is this? 330? Holy cow, that's a million of them. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Slide in the Visor, Chris. And with me are my good friends and co-hosts, Andy, also known as Sandman, and Jeff the Riz Risen. How are you gentlemen doing today? Super good. Good to be here. Wow. 330. That's that's the area code where I lived in Ohio for some time. So. Nice, nice. It's a timely day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a lot to talk about today's show. We got uh, Kenny Doc Galladay, franchise tags, heavy drug use. A other couple other things rolled all into one uh, conversation there. Uh, Dan Campbell, you know, he plays this tough guy on TV. Is he really a tough guy or is he just really a wimp playing a game kind of like Patricia was? We'll talk about that. We've got some evidence. We're going to talk about some cheap free agency options. There's a lot out there and there's some good, some good stuff to look at. we got a great show lined up. Boys, you ready to go? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's kick this off and break it down. Let's get right into it. The first topic today, Kenny Galladay, Jason Lockenfora, and some really, really ah! good drugs. <laughs> um, did you guys hear he got franchise tagged in the, the midst of February? <laughs> Shocker. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What? Now, that guy who covers the Bowie Bay Sox for a living sure knows a lot about Detroit Lions football, doesn't he? <laughs> Now, how often do you use him as a source over at the Lions Wire, Riz? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Um, he is on the um, the blacklist, I guess is the best way to say it, as um, somebody who, if you cite him and write it, so we have to, we have to, we have to, a little peel behind the veil here. When we come out across a, a report like that, we have to put report at the beginning so it doesn't insinuate that we are, in fact, breaking the news. Right. Um, we have to cite who, who is breaking the news. We have certain people that we are not allowed to cite. Lock and Fora is A1 on that list of people that we are not allowed to cite. <laughs> he's he's above Mike Silver, Omar Kelly, and the Dan Cilio show. Above all those on the level of incredibility and incredulity. Um, if I were to write report, Galladay is getting franchise tag and the source is Jason Lock and Fora, I would get fired. I, I absolutely wow. would. You, you can my, my my boss is Neil Kulon. You can ask him that on Twitter, um, and he will he will absolutely confirm that. <laughs> so <laughs> that now it does not mean I'm not saying that Jason Lockonfora is wrong here. He might be, but he would not be the person who would be breaking the news on that. Um, you would you'd be getting, learning this from Dave Burkett or. <laughs> Um, if you're going national, a guy like Tom Pelissero, who has a lot of connections within the building, uh, guys, guys who know people from the, the coaching staff and front office from where they priorly resided and worked. Um, a, guy, a guy like um, Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times would be a guy that you would trust mm-hmm. on this. Let me ask yeah, Andy, that's... 
how is it that you, oh, tell me the strategy that makes you a better roulette player than Lock and Fora? <laughs> <laughs> well, I close my eyes and wish. <laughs> That's, That's all uh, you need. That's all you need. As Wesley Snipes says, always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, by the way. So it does. It does make for some great conversation, though, right? I mean, it, it, right. It, it and again, I'm I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm not saying that the Lions are not going to franchise tag Kenny Holiday. I don't know that. Nobody on the Lions beat knows the answer to that question as of yet. And I've asked them behind the scenes. They don't know yet. I don't think the Lions, quite frankly, know that they're going to do that yet. So, uh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that here a little bit. I think we can we can peel we can actually I don't know maybe add layers to the onion of mystery around this when we get into this because it's pretty interesting some of the some of the things that came out um, and maybe we'll get into that. So just on the Kenny Galladay thing, I just want to straight up tell you guys this means nothing. <laughs> what Lockett Forrest said he could he could be right, but it's because he could be he, he very well could be. You could you could step into a pile of dog poo walking down the sidewalk too. I mean, it's the same kind of pure luck or unluck that would would signify that you were right right there's there's nothing behind this there's no source there's no nothing so great to talk about and uh, let me just really quick since we are talking about it and since we have this kind this opportunity um sam you're sitting there you're you're in home seat you have to make the choice right now franchise tag or no no riz no i would not no hmm Shows you just how smart Jason looking for it is. All right. So- <laughs> okay. Now, now one one qualifying point as a as a technical point right now the Lions cannot franchise tag him because they do not have the cap room to do so. They would have to now. The the cap is indeed a social construct, and it will be manipulated quite heavily between now and March seventeenth, one month from today, which is when free agency starts. Uh, the franchise tag deadline is different than that, by the way, but. Uh, there are players who are on the Lions now who will not be on the Lions in a in another another month because their salaries are prohibitive. Um, the the team needs to cut some cap room. We still don't know what the salary cap will be. We will find that out. I think next week. Yeah. Um. If not the week after that. Um. So so there are various things. Um. Everything that I have heard and and take this for what it is. is and and I am certainly not a credible source any more than Jason Lock and Four is on this topic. Um. I have heard that the salary cap is going to be between one hundred and eighty two and one hundred and eighty five million dollars, which is higher than we all thought the doomsday pr- projections, but much lower than what it was expected before the whole pandemic hit. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. With that, I just want to say thank you to Matt Leffler for the great super chat says hey buttholes i I think he's talking to me uh (laughs) thank you for giving me another reason to procrastinate working on my resume and cover letter i'm familiar i'm very familiar (laughs) ah yes there's a lot of that going around i think yeah it's it's true story i used to write cover letters like before i before i did this for a living i actually used to write cover letters for people for uh, a small fee well let me see how things go i might i might uh, get you a fee (laughs) another fee coming so all right let's talk a little bit about something uh logan lamarandir did I get that right? Or Lamarandir? You know, I, I feel bad. I do not know how to say his name, and I know him. I've met him. He, I, I've met him a couple of times. He's a great dude. Yeah. I really, I, Logan, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know your name. I don't know how to say your last name. And and I'm renowned. Lamarandir is how I've said it. I don't know if I'm right, though. I feel, I feel like I feel like Jason Lockett Forrest speculating about lines things. I don't know. I should. That's bad. I, I can barely Logan, pronounce Logan is my a own very name. good dude. I will I will personally vouch for him. He's a great guy. Yep. I can <laughs> barely pronounce my own first name. So if anything beyond that, 
you guys have heard me do the the uh, Christ uh, Topher. I, I can play it. Yeah. Let's see. I've got the video. I haven't done it and turned it into a drop yet. But let's hear it. I love you. That's me calling our warrior on draft day. <laughs> so just just no, okay? Just no. So Logan, thanks for this. This is a great tweet. It's from PF. He he took the the data from PFF, and it's yep. an accuracy chart from Matthew Stafford and, and Jared Goff. And I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna present it like he did. It's a great tweet. You know, check out Logan. He has great stuff on Twitter. Don't don't he does. You know, not, don't, he absolutely does. Don't not look. Um, <laughs> this is, I think, a good lead into to check out some of the other stuff. But he found this over at PFF, and it's good stuff. I'm going to start off with an accuracy chart. I'm going to present it a little bit like he does. Uh, we'll kind of go through it, and then we're going to let you guess on who it is. And you guys can't give it away here until until the end. So, and I'm sorry to cover you up like this, Riz. You, we know how beautiful That's you okay. are, and you're a draw for all the ladies to come to the show. Having a bad hair day. This anyways. is what we got. You know, I'll just drink my water. <laughs> All right, so let me just get this a little bit bigger. There we go. All right, so what this is? Oh, that's beautiful. It's an image of a receiver. If you have to figure that out, and you have overthrow, underthrow in front and behind around the furthest points around this receiver. Those you want extremely low, right? Because that means you're good at at not doing those things because those are uh, uncatchable balls. Uh, right. The second ones around the outside, you see high and then front. And then low and back, those are catchable balls, but they're just not quite. You know, it takes it takes some work from the receiver, right, right to get those balls. Those, so, and those are the ones that are in the receiver's body, torso area, and below. Looks like he's dropping a deuce with them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, and then in the middle, the bullseye. It's the biggest part, which is the, the oddest target you've ever seen uh, if you've ever played darts, but. It's accurate. That's accurate. And so here you have a quarterback who um, you see the behind, for example, on the far right there, 1.6%, I think it is. And it's this this dark green, this green here that falls under very good. Okay. So that means behind you want a very low percentage. And when it's when you're very good, you have a very low percentage of your balls that are behind the receiver, uncatchable. In front, on the other hand, is you see is poor. There's a high percentage of balls that are uncatchable in front of the receiver. Underthrow, this this particular quarterback is looking pretty good. Overthrow, you know, your your middle end, your average. Good on the high ones. Accurate, you're below average. All right. Now remember, this is either Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna pop up the other one now, and we're gonna just look at the the other the other player. And you look here and you say, whoa, we're getting in the elite Ooh. area. Blue light special, baby. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to pop really quick. You're going from below average to, to elite level accuracy. Okay. That's pretty nice. Uh, elite level underthrow. Great on behind. Great on back. Great on high. Well, I guess it's, it's very good. Uh, and then <laughs> below average, low front and in front. And then your overthrow is about average. Yeah. You look at the two on, on this set of ratings from PFF. And just looking at them, Sam, man, I want to ask you, who do you think the guy with the big orange in the middle? That's the easiest way to kind of identify him or the guy with the big blue in the middle. Who do you say is the better quarterback? Looking, at You know, I, I look at those and I see inaccuracy and I think, you know what? That looks like a sidearm throw. That looks like a off the back foot head turn sidearm. I'm going to say that uh, Stafford is a little less accurate here Interesting. than okay. Goff is at these crossing routes. Riz, where, where's your head at, my friend? Uh, I, I'm 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 with Andy on this. You know, the, the same man speaks the truth. It's uh, always does it, because because you're seeing 
One of the things that we have consistently criticized Matthew Stafford for is his inability to hit moving targets, especially while he's moving. Um, and I think that reflects that. <laughs> so so you're right. You're absolutely right. Both of you are right. We have this elite level accuracy in our new quarterback in Jared Goff. Um, you see these numbers across the board really are are better uh, than we than they were with Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Does this mean that we're Super Bowl bound this year, Riz? I mean, he's obviously a better quarterback. Oh, accuracy is not everything. <laughs> it's, it's very important, but it is not everything. Uh, what you're looking at there is somewhat a function of the schema- the, the scheme of the offense. I was going to say schematic. I caught myself there. Um, the Rams offense was much more predicated on uh, shorter and intermediate routes, yep. targets moving at different levels and layers of the field, and Goff being able to hit them with anticipatory throws while they're on the run so they can catch the ball and not have to stop. Um, they're not coming back to the quarterback, which is something that you saw a lot of with Stafford, um, where, where you had guys who would go down the field, you know, uh, uh, an 18-yard route, and he'd hook it back. That, that's, Ken, that's Kenny Galladay in a nutshell right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that is not what the Rams did. That's what the, the Lions did. You saw a lot of higher higher risk throws from Stafford um, that are going to require a higher degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's something that we, we used to, we talked about that back in like episode, like nine, Chris, mm-hmm. we used to talk about this, about the degree of difficulty in Stafford. And is it a chicken or an egg thing? Do you make your offense purposely have more of those types of throws because Stafford can do them and other quarterbacks can't, or is it Stafford just being flippant and, you know, I'm, I'm throwing the ball there. I don't care. Um, and, and I think later more on the former on that, though, like you, you tailor your offense to the skills of your quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Rams did that expertly with Goff. Um, now they got to actually got away from that in the last couple of years and asked him to do more things that he didn't do them as well. And that's one of the reasons why they gave up on him. But uh, when, when he was really, really good, um, and that's not reflected in that in 2017, 2018, uh, he was, they, they were much more in tune with making the offense exactly what he needed. And I don't think he probably had as, as great of an accuracy, but he, he did take more shots down the field at that time. One of the crazy things that I found for as much crap as we give Goff about being a soft tosser, as some people do, I don't, I don't do that. Um, but uh, he has a higher average air yards, higher average yards per attempt, and higher average yards per completion for his career than Matthew Stafford does. That's uh... which is a wild stat. That, that's it's. It, I I would not have guessed that in a thousand years after watching the two of them. No, not at all. No, and I think this last year weighs heavy on people's opinion of Goff and his his stats overall. Goff did not play well last year, um, specifically throwing the ball down the field. Yes, and his first year with hard knocks, because people looked at him and he came in late. I I think those two things are the things where people see him the most, right? Oh, let me look at the quarterback we're getting, Lions fans. Let me see what he did Mm -hmm. last year. Well, he was busy. Oh, I don't have the shirt. Oh, dang it. Oh, I have the the I I was wearing it earlier. It's the uh, the golf plumbing shirt. I'm just here to lay pipe that we have. <laughs> it's really good. I want to show off. Um, he was too busy wanting to lay pipe on on Sean's girlfriend. So they had their their struggles last year between coach and 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 player. Right. So he had a tough year, but his first year also was 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 the tough year. But when he signed that big contract, he's got and the years kind of leading into that, he was a pretty darn good quarterback, and he he was absolutely surrounded by talent, but. I think he's a better quarterback than he's given credit for. Is he Matthew Stafford? No. Nine. 
No. no, you know, but, but it's also, it comes down to, you know, and Jeff kind of mentioned this a little bit, you know, chicken or the egg, you know, it, it are, was Stafford playing in offenses that asked him to be more risky or is he the kind of quarterback that just is more risky? Mm-hmm. You know, you could say that Brett Favre was a risky quarterback. I don't think it would have mattered who his QB coach was, who his head coach was, what the scheme was. He was going to take those risks. And I think really it's all going to boil down to how is the staff going to use Goff and how, you know, how much help are they going to give him in regards to his skill set? Yeah. I agree with that. And this is, this is, you know, you talk about addition by subtraction or yeah, addition, subtraction by addition, addition by subtraction. <laughs> you think about, it's a different mindset for this team not having Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about the level of difficulty. They didn't give him the weapons, the wide receiver you know, that, that that Goff had. I would say that Goff had a better crew of receivers than Stafford did in most years. In most, when years. they're all healthy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when when Cooper Cup got hurt, I I think you saw Goff take a crater. That was that was twenty nineteen. Yep. Uh, but yeah, in general, that. They liked to have an array of receivers that, and they didn't have a number one receiver. And I think that's that's an important distinction too. I think Stafford was always at his best when he had a number, a legit viable number one. That's what that's one of the reasons why Galladay is in talks to get a franchise tag because he he wound up being their legit number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that Marvin is better, but I will lose that argument to most people. So I'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> the the point is is now at the receiver position. You don't have Matthew Stafford with with Jared Goff. You're not going to use the Groupon code to pick up your next wide receivers. You're going to look for guys with real talent now and not try to make it up somewhere else and surround him with right. people. And I think that may well be part of the key to what helps this offense be better with Jared Goff than it was with Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Because you re- relied solely on Matthew Stafford to deliver the ball to the Chris Durham's of the world and other subpar receivers mm-hmm. where now when you put real talent on there, of oh. course, Matthew Stafford would be, would be spectacular with an array of talent around him, but they didn't do it because they had Matthew Stafford who had those windows, who could deliver those balls and do impossible places and make bad receivers elevate their game and look better than they were. So that's, that's kind of the thinking here. Not that Goff is better, but because of who he is and how he plays, it may force the team to be better on offense. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, he he is. You have to be good in different ways around Jared Goff than you do with Matthew Stafford. Uh, Goff is not going to be a guy who's going to throw a ball. He's not. First of all, he won't even throw it. But a contested catch to a wide receiver 25 yards down the field. Stafford is one of the best at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goff. If, if you're trying that with Jared Goff, there's there's going to be quite a few of them that are running back the other way, no matter how good your receiver is, because he's either not going to get there with the mustard that, uh, that I mean, Matthew Stafford has the thunderbolt blessed from the gods of a right shoulder. Uh, you, you, you know that he can do it. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons why it was, you know, so why we loved him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goff can't do that. And if you're asking Goff to run that kind of an offense, it's going to be terrible. It's going to, it's going to be awful. I think that Dan Campbell is smarter than that. I think that the, the offensive staff is smart enough to understand that you can't ask Jared Goff to be Matthew Stafford. Also, alternatively, I hope from a Rams point of view and from Matthew Stafford, that that Sean that uh, Sean McVay, their coach, is not going to ask Matthew Stafford to do what Jared Goff did because if yep. he did, that's that's not playing to his strengths either, right. and that means that they really wasted themselves uh, a lot of draft capital to to invest in all in with a quarterback that doesn't fit that system. Yep. They're going to have to modify what they do as well. 
Um, and that there's, there's, a, there's a lot that reading up in Los Angeles and, and Rams chat boards. I've been on a couple of Rams podcasts. They're very worried that that's going to happen, that they're going to ask Stafford to be golf. Um, and yep. he can't be that. And, and again, that, that's How not saying weird. that Stafford, that Stafford is better or worse than golf. They're just different quarterbacks and you have to, you have to be attuned to the having those different styles of quarterbacks. I think that's one of the things uh, I'll, I'll go to Baker Mayfield for here for a second. Baker Mayfield was not a good quarterback in 2019 because they asked him to do things that Baker Mayfield is not good at 2020. They asked him to do things he's good at a lot more. Look what happened. Uh, it, it's funny how that works. And that's, you got to have some faith in your coaching staff here in Detroit that they're going to coax the better out of Jared Goff, the good Jared Goff that we saw that, that got them, you know, to a Super Bowl. Um, what was a, a viable Pro Bowler ahead of Stafford for two years in a row? Uh, again, that doesn't mean that he's a better quarterback, but in that scheme, he played pretty well. And they got away from that. And, uh, you know, again, if you're asking him to run the Daryl Bevel offense, it's going to be a disaster. Oh, it's going to be awful. Can you know? imagine, though? We're if, not doing that, though. <laughs> if Matthew Stafford won, got the, got his desire, went to where he wanted to go, where they could win in Los Angeles, and then they play him in an offense that absolutely chokes out and destroys and doesn't work for him, and Jared Goff suddenly looks like a superstar in Detroit. Can you just imagine what timeline that is? I, there are oh more God. Rams fans than you would like to know that are very worried that that's going to happen. Wow. Um, they, they are. They are. There is that that concern out there. I happen to think that McVay is not an idiot, uh, but uh, they they do need to get their offensive line solidified a little bit. Uh, they one one of the areas we know this is Lions fans where Matthew Stafford struggles is when you get instant pressure up the gut. All quarterbacks struggle with that. Stafford especially does though because it really he, he just doesn't he doesn't do that improv well. And uh, right now, they, they they need some help up front in the middle of their interior line. Interesting from Don H. The L.A. system exposes the quarterback, especially late in the season. I watched the entire season on Game Pass, and it's a tale of two halves. Interesting. Well, you know, what Sean McVay asks of his quarterback is consistency. He puts a yes. good portion of the offense on his quarterback's consistency of knowing what Sean wants. So, if this isn't open, I want you to go here. If that's not open, I want you to go here, and you need to do that quickly. When the Rams traded for Stafford, my first thought was, I'm not sure this is a good fit. This is this makes me nervous. I'm with those Ram fans. Uh, Stafford is a he, – he's like a break dancer. You know, he's not a ballet guy. He's, he's oh. on the fly. He's making moves. He's twisting. He's bending. He's, you know, going for it all. That's not what Sean McVay's offense has been under Goff. And we'll have to see, like Riz said, are they going to bend and let Stafford be Stafford? Which when coaches here have let Stafford be Stafford, that's when he's at his best. Or are they going to try to wrangle him in and let him, you know, and force him into a system quarterback, which is what we saw under Joe Lombardi. Lombardi first. Yeah, Joe Lombardi and even Jim Bob Cooter to an extent. You know, like, hey, throw yeah. throw the screens here. Do you know, if it's not open, take the sack or throw the ball away. That's not what Stafford does. Stafford gets pressure, rolls out to the side, points down the field, and bombs a 65-yarder. That's what Matthew Stafford does. You know, so we'll see. Yeah. God, that was fun to watch, wasn't it? God, it was. <laughs> every time. The point. The point. <laughs> the point is the best. It's like part. he had to remind the, the receivers every single time. Like, what are you hey. doing? Run away hey. from me. Yeah. That, way. that way. Rocket. Rocket. Keep, keep going, white shoes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the next thing. Um, Dan Campbell. 
And and we, we I, I I kind of tossed this by you guys earlier uh, before we started, and you hadn't heard it, so I'm, I'm I'm actually really happy that I saw this. Dan Campbell, we we came off of a coach who was absolutely inauthentic, right? We 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 know that with with Matt Patricia, the biggest problem I think that he had with the locker room, the players, and and really across the board was inauthenticity. When we met him, he was a great guy, and it felt like you got to see the real dude, Riz. We've talked about it at Senior Bowl. Sam, man, we talked about it at Senior Bowl. He was just seemed like a really great kind of Hanging dude. out with Hooters waitresses, eating yeah. wings. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and you looked good in the shorts, Riz. I just want to let you know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the the idea was he he seemed pretty pretty straight. But everything we're hearing is he was absolutely inauthentic in the locker room and with the people he worked with. Um, Especially early in his tenure, which is yeah. the most important time. Yes. <laughs> so you see Dan Campbell and he's talking about biting kneecaps. He's talking about, you know, this, 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 this just ferocity that he wants to play with. And you start thinking, okay, has he ever really shown himself as being tough or is this more inauthenticity from a Lions coach? Is this something that is going to wear thin? Is this something that people are going to see through? Is this something he, you know, you saw how excited he was and the look around on uh, when he was with Sheila and, and Rod at the uh, Allen park facility, um, a lot of emotion there, the whole thing. Is there really a tough guy here? And damn, do I have a story <laughs> in 2005. Oh, his appendix burst on a plane, on a flight, on the way from Dallas to training camp in California. And he said nothing. Nobody knew. And they got there and they were there for the, for, for, uh, for um, uh, practice, the first practice. And tight ends coach, you guys may remember this name, Paul Pasqualoni, revealed... <laughs> That Campbell had gone to the emergency room for an appendectomy. It burst, it burst on, the plane, on the plane. And nobody knew. And he didn't say anything. And he just went and got the appendectomy. A week later, he's in practice and they're freaking having to force him off the field to stay off the field so the dang stitches can heal so he can play. Old school, like, like old school tight ends. That's the animal school. right there. But holy <laughs> F and F. <laughs> A burst appendix didn't say a word wow. and is fighting to get back on the field to practice. Although it is Oxnard, California. You, you want to run around a lot there. Um, it, just a week <laughs> later. <laughs> um, that just blows my mind. That that shows a toughness wow. and a commitment. I don't know. That really. Have you guys ever. Have you, have you, do you guys still have your appendix appendices? I, I do. I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do, too. I, it hasn't happened. My brother had it, though. My brother is a he, he's an avid runner. He's much younger than me on uh, his burst. And he was out for a while. I and mean, he was in really good shape. He wasn't obviously a pro athlete. But yep. um, I, I want to say um, it, it did him more damage than when he fell down drunk in the bathtub and broke two ribs. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> It's just sort that's, of, that's how he works. Where are you too, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so my dad, my, I've heard the story. It's a you know legend of the family. My dad's had burst as a child, and he was afraid to say anything. But once it burst, it was all over. He almost died. It was it was nothing yeah. at all like the day. Yeah, it, it was serious. Yeah. yeah, a lot of pain, a lot of big deal. So I'll tell you the one thing that I think maybe he had to cover it up is he went to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. 
CBDcom. He hooked himself <laughs> up with some CBD. Takes care of that pain, anxiety, or insomnia. The three nemesis of anybody who wants to succeed in life. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com will hook you up with the greatest stuff. I had to clarify something because I was wrong. Um, I, I was a little bit misled myself and I was cleared, cleared up by somebody. The regular CBD will not trip a drug test. Okay, so you can do all the regular CBD stuff and go to town. If you want the stuff that, frankly, straight up gives you a buzz, the Delta 8 stuff, that will trip a test. Okay, so please know that. We, important safety tip. Yeah, yeah, please <laughs> Very know important that. Um, I've heard from somebody who has somebody who works at the Cleveland Clinic that knows if you use, they say they know if you know, use synthetic urine too. Have you heard that, Riz? I have heard that they 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 can tell that it's synthetic. You, you're better off buying it from somebody who's clean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I will make the offer again, even though we don't have the combine this year. <laughs> I've made this offer to agents every year in the past. My pee will be clean. Five hundred bucks per whatever squirt quantity they need. <laughs> the I guarantee said, you it's good. You said Nobody's squirt, ever taken me up out. on it. It's because you said squirt. If you would have just said like the number of CCs or something, when you went squirt, uh, yeah. they were out. I, I mean, I don't have a good feel it. for the metric system. So. <laughs> it's not. How many, how many meters of P do you need? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I got two and a half right here. <laughs> Three cubic meters. <laughs> All right. Yes. CBD.com. Regular CBD. Good for you. Makes you takes care of all of the pain and insomnia or anxiety that you have. Uh, The Delta eight chill line. And they have like super Delta eight now too. also take care of all those things, but it'll plant you in the couch. It really will. It's good stuff. You'll, you'll definitely feel it. It's, it's a total buzz. Use coupon code lions at checkout. You get 55% off. And for those of you, and there's a number of you who have used the creams for sore muscles and uh, one guy who's had perennial sore back and couldn't find relief through medication or anything else, he's used the cream. He's loving that. Use code YAY65. You'll get 65% off all of the creams. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Is that Y-A-Y-65? Yes. Yay. Okay. Yay. Y-A-Y-65. That's good stuff. That stuff is great, man. I mean, I'm serious. It, it if, look, you don't want to be high at work. That's usually a bad thing. But if yep. you have a bunch of meetings usually. or stuff that's really giving you anxiety, the regular, like the regular gummies and stuff, something like that, it's completely clean. You're you're completely straight. You're you're not like impeded or anything. But it just makes that that ucky feeling go away. It's good stuff. CBD Detroit. All right, as a fan in 2021, guys, let's put ourselves in our fan shoes, and we want to think about this. We talked a little bit about the Stafford and Golf trade. Do we want Matthew Stafford to succeed, right? We, we love the guy. He's been our guy for so long. He's, he, left a, he dropped a million dollars when he left, left the city for a uh, great, great cause. Just does everything you want to, to, to really want him to do a great job. But conversely, if we reap the, benefit, the benefits of a Rams collapse, if McVay actually runs his offense that he tried to run with Goff, with Stafford, those first round picks get a lot more valuable. Oh, it's so hard. Sandman, as a fan, put yourself in. You're going to be back in your your. Did you already pay for your your seats next year? Have you already put in? I, they've been paid for for. I knew it. Feels like three years now. How long has quarantine been? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. I got a letter just the other day that was like, "Thanks for re-upping," and I'm like, "I didn't feel like I had a choice. It just happened." You know, like it's, it's like when you subscribe to Newsweek and you just the year renews. You don't even think about it. <laughs> um, you know, I I feel like. Like, I'm going to watch way more Rams games than I've ever watched before because of Stafford. I think 
I'm going to root for him because I wanted him to win here. And I hope to see him be successful somewhere else. I think we'll have to see how this draft goes, obviously, but the way that the staff and the way that our front office has kind of been building itself, I don't know if I really am concerned whether it's a high round draft pick or not. We're not talking about Martin Mayhew who hit hard on early picks and yeah. really bummed us out on later ones. Lincoln uh, Tomlinson. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you've just hurt my feelings, Jeff. Sorry. But, but uh, you know, I, I, I have faith that no matter where the picks are, that I, that will probably end up taking the right people based on who we have currently. Sure. You know, that might be blind faith early, but so I'm going to root for Stafford. Uh, you know, if, if they suck and everything goes bad, I'm not going to be bummed about it per se, but I, I would like to see him at least get a playoff win or, you know, get some of that naysayer bullshit off of his back. Sure. Sure. All right. So Riz next year, we can combine the, the picks we got our, our regular first round and the picks we got from the, from the Rams in, in the first round next year and probably get the quarterback of the future. If, if Jared doesn't deploy the way we wanted him to this year we have the option yeah. there um no matter if the rams do well or not right i mean it, i think it's going to be incidental to to that making that play if we need to where are you at on the matthew stafford kind of and, and i know as a as a professional journalist with two teams and the whole thing you you, you play you, you kind of have to do a thing but i want you to kind of strip that away and become a, a, a pure fan right now and, and do your root for him from, from a fan i absolutely want matthew stafford to win at least one playoff game I, I want him, I, like like Sandman just said, to get that BS off of him. That 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 stink is undeserved. Now, uh, I would love to see that redemption story. Um, I think it would for for Stafford. I think it, it it elevates him up the pantheon of wherever he's at, um, and it puts him at least in the category with Philip Rivers, where I think is is probably his best historical comp. Um, it puts him right there with Andrew Luck, a guy who put up a lot of very good success early um, and then unfortunately got hurt, but uh, couldn't necessarily sustain his early playoff magic either. And I think I think Stafford belongs in historical relevance and, and reputation with those kind of guys. And he's not there right now. And just based on watching him over all the years and, and seeing him and seeing what he's gone through in Detroit with some of the different rosters and some of the bad coaches and all that. I would love to see him get that stink off of him. Mm. So I, I do want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't necessarily want them to win it all because I think picking it at, there's a big difference between picking at 25 and picking at 32. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that, that ripples down into your second and your third and your fourth um, round picks. Obviously we only have the, the, the first, but I, what part of me wants to preempt that by packaging one of those picks this year and moving up? Um, and, and, and I, I don't have a concrete idea on, on where I want to go with this draft yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I haven't, I have not finished evaluating either Lance or Wilson as quarterbacks to know if I'm, if I really want them or not yet. I'm not there yet, mm -hmm. but I understand people who are like, yeah, we need to, we need to get, get out in front of that and, and not make it so we don't have to worry. So the New York Jets who are picking at number two, who are the most likely trade partner. So it's their problem. It's not our problem. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like that. Honestly, I like the idea of aggressively going after a guy. If you think that it's your guy and I don't have a problem with them doing it while they still have golf, because I golf's going to get a shot to prove it this year. But uh, I, 
long term, I I'm not sold that he's the guy long term. So if you if you think that there's a guy that's better than Jared Goff out there this year, and you have the means to go get him, go freaking get him. Um, I, I I wouldn't even if it's a guy that uh, I I will just say this on I will not be Zach Wilson's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that right now. Um, I, Justin Fields is clearly better than him to me. Mm-hmm. Um, based on my evaluations thus far, and I don't think that that's going to change. Uh, but if they think that that's their guy, uh, we got to support them on that. Uh, yeah. the, the, that's that's where you hope that the new coaching staff can come in and and, and do their thing. If that if that's what they want to do aggressively, go after it. I, like that's how Patrick Mahomes wound up in Kansas City. That's how Deshaun Watson wound up in Houston. Yeah. Um, and neither of those guys, by the way, were lock picks. Um, there were a lot of a lot of Texans fans were like, oh, my God, this guy's had knee problems. He can't throw the ball 55 yards down the field. What are we doing here? He was propped up by all those great receivers at Clemson. Uh, those guys look stupid now, but th- that talk's going to be out there about all these guys, too. Uh, Here's- there were a lot of Chiefs fans that were upset that they traded for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God, he went to Texas Tech. He couldn't win in college. What are we doing here? Well, you, you just got the best player of the the next decade of football is what you did. So, um, so don't don't necessarily crap on it right away. Remember, 73% of Lions fans liked the Matt Patricia hiring at the time that he was hired. Yeah. So let me <laughs> now let me take let me take this a little bit a little bit differently. I think I think we're gonna be right. in similar places, but um I think I I, I absolutely want Matthew Stafford to succeed. I and I hope he goes all the way and wins the Super Bowl. To be to be completely honest, and we picked number thirty-two. That's great. That's that's fine. I'm totally down with that. The reason being is because I know how good this team's going to be this year, and our 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 own number one pick is going to be pretty close to good enough to get the best of the quarterback class next year. Oh, <laughs> oh that's bold, baby. And and we're not going to need a whole lot of extra capital uh, like that first round pick. So then, what happens is now you're picking at thirty-two. You're learning for two years, three years down the road when you're going to be picking at 32 anyway in the first round. And now you got some experience picking down down later in the draft. You see what I'm doing here? See where we're going? <laughs> no, I that's, think- a, that's a meter of Kool-Aid right there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you're, getting, you're metricing me again. Is, is a meter a good amount? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no, I, I just I, I think really, look, we're not going to be a great team this year. I think we all agree on that. I think Jerry Jared Goff is probably going to do better than people think. I think this defense is probably better than people think this year. Dan Campbell's assessment really kind of started the the old noggin jogging when he said they were playing slow and tentative. I feel like just the changeover in how this defense is going to be run and the scheme that they run is going to everything else remaining the same. That group of people could probably elevate themselves five or six spots up the defensive rankings. Just, just on that alone, straight, same, same personnel, the whole thing, right? Agree 100,000% on that. that Absolutely. Probably, that probably wins us two or three more games. D- seriously. I mean, because, because it, it changes the outcome of a lot of how these games are played. Uh, we had the offense this year. Um, now we have this draft this year. I don't want to suspend Capel on, on a quarterback this year. I just really, really don't. You promised Goff that he's the guy. If you come in and your first year and you undercut that and, and draft your version of Jordan Love, I think that's a real, <laughs> real mistake to him and his confidence and what you as a team do and what you're telling your fans this year as well. I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a mistake on a number of levels. So that's a fair point. I, I think you're 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 probably parlaying that first round pick into something, or we'll, we'll talk about maybe what you do at seven if you keep seven. But I think. 
now you have a number of picks and you have things to do to get the, the base of that team together. I think next year you can package, even if it's number 32, the outcome of where this team's going to be next year, you have a real play. And even with the first round the following year from the Rams, you have a real play at anybody you want at quarterback next year or even the year after. And you have all the rest of your picks in hand to, to, to still continue to build the team. Strategically to me, that's the way to handle it. So it's the long way to answer the, I hope, Matthew Stafford goes and wins a Super Bowl, and I will celebrate my my pants all the way to L.A. and back, <laughs> and I'll still be here. Uh, absolutely uh, a big-time party. Uh, I don't think it's going to necessarily hurt the Lions if that happens. Of course, if he doesn't do well, hey, sorry, Matthew, but hey, now there's a little bit of a benefit, a rebound benefit for us. If we couldn't win with Stafford over there in L.A., hey, we're getting better draft picks here in Detroit. So I think it's a it's a win-win play no matter what happens. I that? agree with that. All right. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, 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 I would not count on that Rams pick being a top 10 pick, even if Stafford is awful, no. which I don't think any of us expect. No. That's a good football team. Uh, they're all in for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it, I, I, I've said this before. I, I want to be I, I want to root for a team that's in position to make one move to go all in and go for it. Yep. Uh, that, that that's that's all I want as a football fan. I've I've never really had that. I would love to see that. And I'll have a vlog coming out on on this some sort of this topic this week. It's either gonna be Friday or Saturday. Um, it, you guys are gonna really like it. it about Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, the Detroit Lions, and their moves at quarterback and why. I think you guys are, are really gonna find yourselves in a in a, a position of agreement when you see that because I, I again it's, it 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 doesn't have to do with what I talked about today. It's just a different angle on it that I think people aren't talking about and haven't really thought thought through. So and you know how I love to do that. I love to pull the stuff out of the barrel. All right, Um, let's move on. Free agency, because it's only a month away. I would say it's 30 days away, but this is February, so it's probably like 29 or 27 or something like that. Some I don't know. I don't math. I don't do calendar math, right? (laughs) I know it's not leap year. Time and calendar math are like, you might as well be calculus because I'm not doing it. Um, So we're a little less than 30 days away uh, from free agency. And that's obviously a whole month and a half or a month and a quarter ahead of the the draft. So I want to hit this this week something. It was up in the subreddit and it was from B. Zieski. I think I got that right. Uh, Cheap free agency options. We've talked a lot about the the cap, the hit. Jared Goff is kind of expensive, all that kind of thing. What can the Lions do? How can they make impactful moves inexpensively in free agency this year? Now, I'm going to go back to like we said, we always talk about in the Patreon chat, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Little as a dollar a month will get you into that. Um, about the, the, the salary cap being a social construct. Thank you, Ash. Um, he, he started that conversation and it's absolutely, he's convinced 200 and over well, 300 people now, uh, strong that the salary cap is a, is a social construct. We, we did it in a vlog recently. Um, we don't necessarily have to go cheap, but boy, you can pick up a lot of other pieces. So let's kind of start looking through here. Uh, a couple positions of, of possible need. I'm going to get you guys, um, a reaction. First, I'm going to start at running back. Uh, Sam, man, what do you think of Devonte Booker? Back up, you know, change the pace back up to Josh Jacobs. Uh, experience running from the shotgun, solid in the passing game. Again, we're thinking cheap free agents here, right? But really good receiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. What do you think, Sam? And you think uh, this is a guy that uh, we could look at? I think that no matter who we get, I think you know we need a good 
second, third running back on this group. And so I think, you know, Devontae Booker is is a good compliment right now. I think, you know, we thought Swift was going to be better catching the football than he actually turned out to be this year. Who knows if that's rookie jitters or whatever, but somebody like Booker could definitely help in that regard. I honestly feel like one of the main things that the Lions need to look for is need, they need to look for veteran leadership that this team seemingly didn't have. The leadership that was brought in was Patriot. Hey, let them know that I know what I'm doing leadership. Uh, you know, con- convince the other guys that I'm not an idiot sort of so leadership. Right. You're so right. That, yes, <laughs> I, I know you didn't like package oh, that like, like, like Shakespeare, but that's exactly right. Sam, man, you, 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 you have hit the nail so precisely. I mean, he brought in uh, yes men in some way that some people might say, but he just brought in people to help him sell his brand of hokey crap. Yep. And, and so <laughs> I'm, you know, honestly, um, you know, I think that they've already went in a good direction with that as far as bringing in a lot of ex player coaches. I think that that is going to go a long way with the guys, but I think anytime you can bring in veteran leadership guys that have been here, that know what they're doing, that don't necessarily come in expecting to be starters, but just want to contribute and be a part of the team and, and know what it's like to be a pro mm-hmm. all for it. Yep. Yep. All right, Riz, I'm, 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 you, you wait in. I'm just going to keep moving here because I've got a couple of guys. I want to talk about Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He's open. They've, there's, they've got a ton of talent at wide receiver. Here's a guy that could be an outside guy for the Lions, someone, a position of need and, you know, the speed. And he, he, could he be, for a relatively decent price, a big, impactful player for a team that is desperate at that position? He absolutely could be. He fills the role that um, that that Goff would be familiar with in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Los Angeles. That uh, the Cooper Cup ran as, as kind of a bigger slot guy, but he can also line up outside and stretch the field a little bit. He's not the fastest guy. I mean, Kansas City, he kind of gets dwarfed in that, but. Yeah, he's a he's a very good starting wide receiver for the Detroit Lions in 2021 if he signs here, uh, and that would be. He's he's a guy that's not going to break the budget. He's a mid tier free agent. Um, that's you got to hit on some of those guys because you can't mm-hmm. you can't have stars at every position. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that I argue with people on Twitter all the time, specifically Lions fans, and it, it oh, makes my makes my <laughs> hair crawl. You can't have, as an example, on the offensive line, you can't have five pro bowlers on the offensive line. You know what team did to have that? The Cleveland Browns. You know what they did that year? They went six and 10 because the rest of their positions sucked. You can't do that. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta space things out. You gotta prioritize. Yep. That's actually something that I'm, I'm toying with a, a vlog um, that I promised Chris to do at some point. I, I will get, I will get on that because uh, I have thoughts on that, but yes, a, a mid tier wide receiver that can come in right away and start right away has veteran playoff experience. He did win a super bowl. He's been to another one guy who understands what, what, what the, 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 the needs are for a team. I, yeah. Give me, give me a guy like that, please. Mm-hmm. Sam, man, you hungry for some, for some Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, our wide receiver room is so barren right now that, you know, a guy like Robinson would be a really good fit, I think. You know, cheap, you know, there's this wide receiver free agents class is crazy town. It wouldn't shock me. There are, there are so many good players. It's yeah, crazy. It, yeah, it's ludicrous. Yeah. This is, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, the best ever. So it wouldn't shock me if the Lions even somehow got somebody that people are shocked by. 
Uh, you know, yeah, like massively undervalued, like, you know, like comes in four or five million dollars cheaper than what people thought they were going to get just because the market is so saturated. Yeah. Even cool. What about something, you know, how the uh, the Packers have the Smiths? What if we went big and medium here with the Robinsons? Oh, where did my pants go? <laughs> yeah. Allen Robinson would be a perfect wide receiver fit for Jared Goff. Yep. 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 He's he would fit perfectly. He runs those crossers perfectly. He catches away from his body. He's got amazing body control. It doesn't need even we showed the chart earlier, but it doesn't need to be a perfect pass for him to turn nothing into something. And uh yeah. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but there's a wide receiver in this draft class that I think would uh-huh. be very similar. Just the Robinsons and Hawkinson as receiving threats for this team for Jared Goff. I mean, it's even you throw Cephas out there, right? I mean, it's it's you've Cephas got, got potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. Uh, you've got you've you can't evaluate Jared Goff in the Lions offense at that point, right? You could absolutely yes. and he should yes. Yes, he could. should be able to produce and he should be able to win games. Uh, with with a, a setup like that around him, and you can do that. I mean, you think about the price that Kenny Galladay was asking. You could probably get your your one Rob one Robinson brother for that. <laughs> you get a, a mid tier for what you were paying. I mean, basically what you were paying uh, MJJ, right? Jones Jr. Uh-huh. Jones. I mean, all of a sudden you you have you've, you've kind of done an exchange in price for the little Robinson and big Robinson. You you spent what Galladay wants, and boom, baby, you've got you've got some action going on. I like that. Still idea. looking for my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, offensive line. Uh, this may be a little bit more uh, controversial. Forrest Lamp had some injury concerns. He's That's, got a lot of injury concerns. <laughs> when he's played, he knows Anthony Lynn. What do you think? Is is he, he worth does. it as a backup guard or on the offensive line, or is he a pass? Uh, I mean, God, he was so good at Western Kentucky. I really liked him in that draft class. But it just hasn't happened for him. Uh, maybe, maybe the change of scenery does him well. I mean, th- this is a guy that I would sign to an incentive-laded one-year deal. Yeah. Prove it to me. That that yeah. that's as high as I would go with him. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think he's a perfect example of somebody that maybe you get cheaper than you think because he knows Anthony Lynn. He knows what he's going right. to do. He knows the coach. There's going to be some familiarity, you know. And Anthony can be honest with him and say, "Listen, we've got a spot for you." but you're going to have to earn it. You know, I believe that you can do it. Here's, you know, a good incentive laden contract that is still player friendly, but if you can play for us and stay off of IR and stay out of the training room, you know, we've got somewhere for you to be. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm still back. If we had the two Robinsons and Ron <laughs> Hawkinson, it would be my three sons. <laughs> Right, son, ah, son, son, I, my three it, sons. I'll, I'll be honest; it took me a second, but yeah. I got there. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm TM, TM. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, yeah, Forest Lamp is. I mean, as, as you're right, and again, we're in the cheap. Other than Allen Robinson, we're in the cheap free agent place here. That's what we're kind of talking through. Uh, but hey, Forrest you know Lamp what? Is that kind Look of at what you spent in free agency last off season mm-hmm. on offensive line. Big V, unless they cut him, and they could. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he will be starting, uh, I would assume so anyways, at one of those spots. That was your investment in free agency there. You you locked down Taylor Decker enough that you can't possibly draft an offensive lineman at number seven and have anywhere close to the possible return that you could get at other okay. positions. Yep. Th- that's not an indictment of Panay Sewell or uh, Rashawn Slater or any of those guys. If you're draft a, an offensive lineman at number seven in this draft, I am out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> so you're in. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm, I'm in. All right. But yes, you, you need to hit on. They did this with Odeyabushi, um, a similar mm-hmm. style, a similar caliber of player to Forrest Lamp. Didn't didn't go all that well. They tried it with Kenny Wiggins. The, the, you churn that bottom of your mm-hmm. offensive line, your That's six right. through eight offensive lineman every year. If if Anthony Lynn is for it, then then go get him. Get get a Boucher out of here because I don't think he's an answer. We already got rid of Wiggins, thankfully. Um, there, there's uh, Logan Stenberg still on the roster for another hot minute or two. Uh, maybe he'll get a shot to prove himself. Maybe he won't. We'll see. I just <laughs> I just have to think that everybody in this roster is better than they were under under Patricia. I, I, I really uh, on defense, that. absolutely. I, offense, I, I, uh, offense. I don't know about offense, but defense, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the people that are crapping on us, specifically Jamie Collins. That guy can play. Yeah. He's proven he can play. <laughs> um, he's also proven that he will not play on a bad team. Um, I, I can attest to that firsthand from covering him with the Browns. <laughs> um, he, I think there was more of that going on last year. I also think that he is a guy that you need to point and shoot. Jared Davis is absolutely a guy you need to point and shoot. You don't have him scan the perimeter, look for all the snipers up in the sky, and then maybe shoot. Um, and that that was that was what Matt Patricia's defense absolutely was. Um, mm-hmm. If there's any hope for Will Harris and or Tracy Walker, and I have much more hope for Walker than I do Harris. Yeah. Ask them to have a defined role. Don't ask them to try and read 17 different things on the same freaking play. Let them just go freaking play. Let them play. That's what they did in college. That's what they're mm-hmm. used to. Let them go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let it go. Let it go. Um, that reminds me of, a t- of the talent retention part of something I saw about guardrails churning the bottom of the roster, right? Hey, you, you might see more of that with my shining face on it, too. <laughs> I love that. I love taunting. Okay, um, let's go on to uh, defensive line. It's a, it's a point of need. Right, we we know that we're 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 thin there. You have a couple guys again. They're they're in the in the in the, the bargain bin right now, comparatively. Uh, Solomon Thomas was out because of injury, right? But uh, but Fitz, what do you think? I mean, where's your head at on this? I mean, same number two overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. No number I mean, number no no number my my mistake number three overall pick. They traded number two to get Trubisky, and then Solomon Thomas went three. <laughs> you know. I I think one of the things that the Lions have lacked, and obviously we won't know until we see what kind of defense they're going to run, but the Lions defense has lacked length. Um, You know, Flowers has a little bit of length, but he doesn't really use it in that way very well. Uh, Okwara doesn't really have length. Um, I think anybody that they can get that can force the edge back inside would be a good start. You know, we watched the last three years where, you know, if the running back got outside, it was over. Our linebackers were too slow to cover that. Uh, I they think, you know, curve. we still we still have those slow linebackers. I think, you know, barring any major, major changes there, we still have those guys. So anybody that can slow down the running backs or screens or anything like that would be welcomed by me. And I think, you know, Solomon Thomas is one of those picks that 
you know, if you can get him for a bargain, like Jeff said, he's a number three overall pick for a reason. There's tools there and maybe he hasn't utilized them to their fullest, but I mean, you always take your shot on guys like that. Maybe you are the one that can, you know, revitalize the career of a number three overall pick. Well, guy like Glenn Dorsey was like that back in the day, about a decade ago. Um, Yeah. That, you know, I, I was not the big, biggest Solomon Thomas fan in the world, but he's, he can play. I mean, my, my worry with him is that he plays best in the exact role that Trey Flowers also plays best. And you need a little bit of variety up there. Um, they are they're they are different stylistically, but in 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 effect, they play the exact same spot. Uh, and I would I would want a little bit more variety there. But if if Flowers somehow goes away, whether it's a trade or I can't fathom them taking the cap hit on it, but you never know. Right. Um, then then that position takes utmost priority because he is the best player on the defense. And if you get rid of him, then you're really scrapping everything. So um, it's worth a try. Uh, I tend to think he'll probably get a better offer elsewhere, but you never know. I'm open to it. Okay. All right. We'll go to another defensive lineman just because it's such an important spot. A guy who was a good find by Holmes in LA. He's 27. Uh, Morgan Fox might just fit the scheme. And again, you're getting a little bit of bargain on a guy who, who, you, who you should see the field with regularity, right? I, I'll, I'll profess. I don't know Morgan Fox. Well, I, I know that he's on the Rams, but I, I honestly can't recall him making a play. There you watching. Go. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he's a perfect fit for, for this defense. Uh, an, an, anonymity. All right. let, me, let me look him up here. Yeah. yeah I, I think he's, you know, when you're looking at, Defensive line depth, somebody like him is never a horrible choice. I don't, you know, I guess it depends on how cheap they get him. You know, he's he's a five or six sack guy a year, I think, uh, you know, in a, in a good rotation. But also, you have to kind of think about anybody that's playing on the Rams defensive line and that, especially if they're a defensive end, they're playing with the best defensive tackle, arguably, of all time, who's only gets double teams. Nobody ever single teams him. So as a defensive end, you're playing in possibly the best situation you're going to play in. And I would argue that the Lions are weaker at defensive tackle than they are at defensive end. And if that trend continues, you know, a guy like Morgan Fox's six sacks become one sack and you never want to pay a guy like that too much money. And he's third place in the team for sacks, just so you know. With those, yeah. so I mean that's that's not it's I, not. I crazy. would worry a little bit about what what Samman just said about a Sylvester Williams style situation. Don't overpay for that, but yeah, no. oh yeah. I'm looking at him. He he wore number ninety seven. I do know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not well. I I can't tell you what he's great at, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean he played thirty about a third of the snaps in each of the last three years for them played all 16 games. So there's, there's some durability there. Yeah. Definitely someone to look at just, just because the, the, the fact that he was found by Holmes, right? That's, that's one of the things that we want to kind of keep an eye on and do some research in along the way. So uh, on the bargain bin, let's uh, talk about, well, we'll, we're just going to skip over linebacker because we're going to draft that position, right? Riz? Number seven, baby. His his video froze. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he moved. Us. <laughs> no. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. I don't form. love. I don't love many things in life as much as I love off-ball linebackers. Top ten, baby. <laughs> Let's move on to safety. 
<laughs> I think I think moving on to safety would be safest for us all at this point. All right, Mal- Malik Hooker is out there. Uh, was supposedly uh, the steal of the draft, but he's been an injury kind of guy again. Um, what do you think of Malik Hooker, Sam? And is he is he the guy to help us out at safety? I mean, on one hand, I feel like Tracy Walker. Uh, I think at safety, we're, again, better than we were, better than we showed on the field last year. But I don't know that we don't need help. I don't know if we have any really good cover safeties, honestly. I think if I feel like our team is comprised of a bunch of, if you want to go back to the old school way of thinking of a bunch of strong safeties, uh, you know, guys that play better within 10 yards, 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. I think Malik Hooker, you can literally leave him back there in space and kind of let him do his thing. I, I, you know, once again, kind of depends on what they're doing defensively. But if you're looking to play cover one, a guy like Malik Hooker could be an amazing steal. You know, if he can stay on the field and stay healthy, you know, he, he's fantastic at what he does, and that's covering ground and, and finding where the quarterback's going to go with the ball. Yep. yep. Anything, anything you want to add to that, Riz? I just wish he was healthy all the time. Of course, if he was, if he was healthy all the time, the Colts would have locked him up, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. You wish really, he was really good player. You never want to be a safety on the Colts. No, there, there's some sort of curse involved. Seriously, the Bob Sanders thing. The the one. Yeah. Damn linebackers! I know he got me. <laughs> made so my light full. <laughs> Took my light out. Oh, yes, yes. Bob Sanders had one good year. Um, where he was healthy and he was the defensive player of the year. He was <laughs> yeah. gone like a year later. <laughs> happens. Oh, like a firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last guy I'm going to throw out here. Josh Jones. Can't be worse than Will Harris, right? <laughs> no, it's physically impossible. Oh, I take that back. I watched Andrew Sunday. He'll play last year. Ooh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that was rough. Well, he's a hometown guy, right? He's hmm. from like. He played a brother rice or something weird. I think you're right. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a guy like that, I, honestly, we're at the point now where I'm almost not going to turn anybody away because our depth is just hot garbage yeah. and we have no idea what anybody's going to look like. Um, you know, I think if we, if you can get somebody like him on a hometown discount, possibly he gets to come back, play for theoretically his hometown team. Uh, yeah. I mean, bring him in. Yeah, and I think the idea of looking in the cheap bin is an important one for the Lions this year because the one thing they don't want to you, you, look it's it's a retool, it's a rebuild, whatever you want to call it. Um, what you don't want to be locked down with is a bunch of guys that are thirty one years old with big contracts right when you're ready to pull the trigger. Oh, that's the worst. Yep, that's that's the Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and the Vikings, right? I mean, they're yeah. they're, they're in a tough spot too. We're, we're I don't know that that's what we want. So this is kind of the bin, the, the range of guys that you really, really want to lock up. Now, I will go back to, to the Allen Robinson thing. That guy has almost no injury history, right? I mean, he just is a guy that you can lock up and, and keep around for what appears to be a long time and make him just a, a cornerstone piece of the offense and a go forward. So there's where I, a place where I would spend some money. But we really, really need to dig around the bargain bin to rebuild the, the, the depth on this team and, and get the guys in the field to put at least a decent product on there to put our schemes in place to train up a lot of these coaches who are new in their positions. I mean, we've got a lot of work on this team top to bottom. There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of soul, 
but there's a lot of work ahead of them. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah. this is really a place where people want to familiarize themselves with because I think this year, this is how we're going to pick up a lot of the players that we're going to see on, you know, three-year rentals, basically. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of cracks to fill. And there's really only one good way to well, fill those cracks, right, Chris? There's two. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just talk about one on the show. All right. <laughs> By the way, Josh Jones went to Wald Lake Western. Oh, there, there you is. go. There was, yeah. All right, uh, really quick, I got to talk about the Great Lions merch we have. We have two great new shirts. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. We've got an MCDC shirt, unlike any you've seen. We didn't steal off the ACDC logo. We've got a good kind of retro Lions feel. Um, Nobody likes ACDC anyway. It's just the same damn song the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But think about how creative it is to do that much with three chords. (laughs) <laughs> their drummer has albums? the easiest job in the world 16 albums play one beat for three hours every day for 40 years that's all that guy's ever had to do oh man and then of course we all know about the uh the golf supposed internal team text that went around where he said he would pipe <laughs> sean McVay's girlfriend we have got an Awesome. And I'll see if I can pull up the graphic here while we're talking about the next topic. Uh, an awesome, awesome golf plumbing shirt. Uh, I'm just here to lay pipe. It's, it's, uh, I've got three different colors myself <laughs> just because it's so funny. <laughs> I just love it. We got those. We got a lot more other uh, great shirts coming here in the next week and a half. You guys are going to love them. I promise you. Check it out. DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store and you'll uh, see some really, really great stuff. All right, I want to step forward on to the draft just really quickly. What if we're at number seven? We're sitting there at number seven looking at our players to pick. Why is it that Riz wants Parsons at seven? Because I've been kidnapped, and that's my safe word. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an awesome safe word for you. There's only one way you're going to say Parsons at seven. That's right. That's right. I'm in imminent danger. Get help. It was a last ditch effort to save myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that as a no. Correct. Okay. Uh, they asked me to ask that in the chat. They thought we could get uh, another. I, I still want Aaron Curry. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Aaron Curry bandwagon fan number one. Uh, right here, wow. Oh man! So hey, Seattle got a good ten games out of him in five years. <laughs> if you guys, but wanna... should he picked number one overall? Should oh he have been God. picked number one? That was a legitimate. Remember, we had discussions about that. Oh my God! Oh. Look how far we've come. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, this and wow. more fun could possibly be available. You'll know things are going well if you see live streaming video of Riz, Sam, Ann, and I from Vegas at the end of March. We'll, we'll know shortly, but um, this is good stuff. Last one. We want to talk about one last topic here. Uh, a gentleman close, near, dear to our heart. I think no one has stopped talking about him in the last month. Kelvin Shepard. I think ninety percent of people are like, "Who's that?" Yeah, <laughs> who did? exactly. Who did? Um, is he our outside linebacker coach or not, Riz? What's going on? <laughs> so, so this came up in the Slack, but it also came up on Twitter today, and it's kind of a weird situation. So, the Lions officially released their coaching roster today, 
And a lot of people were freaking out that there is no outside linebackers coach. Kelvin Shepard is listed on there as a defensive assistant, not as an outside linebackers coach. However, if you go to his Twitter profile, you will notice that it says outside linebackers coach Detroit Lions on it. (laughs) So I'm not going to tell Kelvin Shepard that he's wrong. I'm not going to tell the Lions that they're wrong, but there's... If you're really stressing out that his job title just says defensive assistant and not specifically outside linebackers coach, you need a lot more Delta eight in your life. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> CBD. Lions podcast. I'm the best man. You know, who, what I didn't see who was named the nickel corner coach, because <laughs> that's the guy that we're looking for, right? Well, yeah, we need to know who's the quarterback blitzing coach. You really got to get these guys labels. I mean, I, I understand that it's the slow time of the year for on the sports calendar, especially if you don't like the NBA. Um, by the way, the Pistons are beating the Bulls, the crap out of the Bulls tonight on Michael Jordan's birthday, which is kind of sweet. I'm a Cavs fan, but I, I like it when the Pistons That's do good things to the I Bulls. That makes me very happy. Um, yeah, so uh, if, you're, if you're that stressed out about the minutia of the coaching tree, you probably need to, like, step away, maybe – I don't know. Go to an animal shelter and pet a cat for a while or something. Just do something a little bit different with your time. Break it up. Don't be that stressed about a football team um, that you don't know who's going to be on the team yet. Because (laughs) right now there are. Oh, Eric and I were arguing about this the other day. I think there are currently 32 players on the Lions roster who will be here in 2021. Uh, He had, I think, 34. So. You don't know at least thirty five percent of the team right now. Um, mm-hmm. Don't that's twenty guys. Just yeah, just that's twenty guys. That's a lot of the bargain in, bin. Breathe. Yeah, because the, the only yeah, guys you, you're going to see some guys from the bargain <laughs> bin. You're, you're going to see some guys that that you think might be on the team that aren't going to be here. Um, let it play out a little bit. You don't have to know everything right away. Um, when you go on a first date with someone, I hope that you're not you're not pouring through like the. I hope you're not sitting in their parents' living room reading like. The, the baby book and all that crap. You don't need to do that right away. You, you, get, you get to that later. You get to that after, you know, yeah. four years of marriage. Once they trust you with the key, you can sneak in and then do it and without getting caught. Right. Yeah. You, <laughs> don't be creepy. Just, just, just relax. It's, it's, I, look, some of it was the hyper organized structure of Matt Patricia that failed wildly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people have a right to be sensitive about that, but just, it's really not that big of a deal. This, this is the thing, Riz, and this is has been big in in the off season already. And it's there's a there's a you know we do this is a hobby, right? <laughs> just so you know I got a real job. But <laughs> there's something called journalistic integrity, right? And so many people are so bad about wanting to be first and reporting things before they're real and before they're anything. Calm down. It's a long off season. This is not a sprint. Being, you know, Lacanfora right now is an ass. He has no information at all. We're supporting the Galladay tag. There's nothing there. There's nothing real behind him doing that. There, there's, there's. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. The decision hasn't even been made by the by the team. There's no way that that has any basis in any kind of reliable reality. It's just somebody making conversation and or trying to be first or later on being able to say I threw two plates of spaghetti against the wall and three noodles stuck. It's garbage. 
just take the journey, enjoy the ride. It's been 146 years since the Lions have won a playoff game and 259 since they won a championship. <laughs> if you can't wait a couple of months for things to break and enjoy the ride and the experience along the way, maybe the Lions aren't for you. <laughs> or call JG Wentworth, you know, <laughs> one of the two. Eight seven seven cash. <laughs> They're not I love those that. ads. Don't now that song's gonna be in my head all night. Only if they pay, Riz. Only if they pay. <laughs> I am dying for Megadeth to do a cover of that song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, last topic. I, I just want to throw this out here. This is a little bit of a reaction topic. At number seven today, you don't know what we've done in free agency. Do you pick somebody, Riz? Nah, we're going to Sandman first. Do you pick somebody or do you try to turn six or turn number seven into a couple of something else's? I think you listen. I think you have to listen to offers. I think if somebody does fall in love with Justin Fields or Mac Jones or, you know, depending on how this shapes out of the first couple picks here, I think if you can get more picks, I think that's always the right move for a team that's retooling. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong if you're picking at seven either. You know, every year people are like trade down, trade down, trade down, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the value is there for you. If somebody's offering you a third rounder to go from seven to 15, do I do that? Probably not. Probably not. Well, we'll see. I think that there's a good amount of value at positions that the lions need, you know, between seven and 20, I think that there's plenty of guys to be taken there. I do think that seven does have a little bit of value in this draft, but you know, we'll see Brad Holmes comes from a wheeling dealing organization and he's already been wheeling and dealing uh, with the lions. So it wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. I mean, the biggest player was on the plate. First thing. I mean, it's the first (laughs) real movie made Riz. What are you doing at number seven? We know what you know today and nothing more. What are you doing at number seven? I am taking a pick. I, I am I am picking someone. Um, I believe that you win by having dynamic playmakers. Um, the Lions don't have any right now. Um, really, they they uh, the best player on the roster is either Taylor Decker or Trey Flowers. They're both really really good players. Or Frank Ragnow maybe belongs in that conversation too. None of those guys, with the possible exception of Flowers, play a position where you can get like game changing plays out of it. So you got to get game changers at wide receiver, at pass rusher, at cornerback. I think they're okay at cornerback because uh, hopefully when I when I when I have this conversation next year, we're talking about Jeff Okuda as the best player on the team and yep. it could happen. Yeah. Uh it wouldn't it honestly wouldn't surprise me if it, if he blossomed in his second season. Yep. Uh I I would I would like that very much. You've got to get your premium players. When you are given a top 10 pick, it's because your team has a massive hole somewhere. The Lions happen to have a lot of them. Go get and fill that hole with a premium player. You don't, you don't need, you don't need a lot of C plus students. You need an A student. You're not getting an A student in the 20s or the 40s. If if you do, you're lucky. You got to get that star now. Make it happen. That's why teams are interested in trading up. Um, I've, Chris, you know this. We've we've talked about this before. I am always an advocate for being the team that trades up instead of the team that trades back. The team that trades up almost always historically wins. Um, we we did we actually did research on that, um, and I know um, 
and I can't think of his name. He, he works for Pro Football Network. Uh, and it's worth checking out because it's it was one of the first things that they did there. Um, but they did a, a a ratio of trading up. And the team that traded up got the better of the deal like 72% of the time mm. um, in terms of first-round picks. So trading back is nice, but uh, you, you could wind up drafting Sean Coleman and Corey Coleman out of it instead of having, uh, well, Carson Wentz. Mm. <laughs> Carson Wentz isn't exactly a, a hot commodity now, but he did, he did do once good once upon a time. But um, look, at, look at what the, the Texans did. Um, I think they're better off in, in moving up and giving up all that they did uh, to get Deshaun Watson than have, having you know the team that fell back, which yeah. is the Browns, and they didn't do very well with that draft. I think I, I think that the, the team is. It's an I, I, want, I want an impact player. I want it to be a wide receiver um, more than anything else. I know that there is. I'm not necessarily sold at any of the wide receivers at the top this year that are that meet all the categories that I want. So I. I mean, I I'll listen. So, so this is it. This is it. Exactly it, Riz. I, I'm wide receiver at, at seven, and I don't think there's anybody really at seven that I'm super. Mm, so. I, I like I like Jamar Chase a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Devontae Smith a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Waddle a lot, but not like I gotta have that guy. I'm so, not I'm not there with any of those guys. So here's my thing. I'm willing because look, seven is really probably about the end of the elite players in the draft it, it could be eight it could be six it's it's right around there i yeah. i feel like one of the quarterbacks are going to be there and i you guys know how i feel about the quarterbacks this year especially with covid and the in, inability to really tell who's who i i feel like i would go back as far as 12 14 in the draft right and 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 i feel like i'm going to get a guy that's still high enough in draft to be a, a definite starter a great player and i'm going to be able to return some value out of it i just don't like what I see at seven for this team, this draft it's, and this is something that's plagued the lions. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the way I think I'll I'll take that, but it's plagued the lions. Every time we draft, there's guys after us that feel like they're the right fit at that point. And there's guys in front of us that feel (laughs) like they're right at that point, but we're getting Eric Ebron or we're, you know, we're just at this weird spot and it feels like this year, it's very, very much the same. That's how you wind up with Riley Reef. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Riley Reef, Lake and Tomlinson. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Jared Davis even felt like that at the time. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. So I feel like I feel like I, I I'm willing to take five six spots back um, to, to to see what we can do if we can get value. Can you do that? It's easy to say. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back five spots. And well, you got to find a team that's willing to do that. Obviously, right? So strategically, that's what I would. Le- that would be my preference. Otherwise, at, at seven, I'm I'm probably looking wide receiver. I just I, I, and, and I'm not. I'm, and I'm gonna take it with a little bit of pinch in my nose, right? Like I like I have with so many other picks at that position. So I don't know. This is number seven is really tough this year, especially for this team and the fits and the needs. It is. It's an awkward spot. That's why I would. I am not. I won't be upset if they shoot their shot and move up and take yep. a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I do definitely respect and hear your comment, Chris, that you just told Jared Goff that he's going to be the man. And now you're you're kind of denying that. That's not a great way to get off um, in the locker room. And I, I, I 100% buy into that. But at the same time, if if you got a shot and you really think that that's your quarterback, whether it's Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or even Trey Lance, and you don't, and he winds up being great. That's 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 the jewel of remorse and the pillar of regret, and that's that's mm-hmm. not something you want to have in your mouth. 
amongst other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, really quick one. Tell you go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com if you're doing re up in your prime, you're buying something, whatever. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Also, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Join the greatest, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. You'll get access. You'll get an invite as soon as you donate as little as a dollar a month, but we'll take as much as you got. <laughs> patreon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Join us in the in the great chat. Uh, Riz, Sandman, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys coming on and doing this this week. Love it. We have our big draft spectacular coming up end of this month. Um, maybe maybe right post Vegas, early the first week of April. We'll get that going, and that's that's a lot of fun. Um, the seventeenth is when free agency starts, so there'll be a lot of moves those first two weeks. I think that's going to help us kind of settle in on who and what we want to draft. Where we'll do a full first round draft for you guys, and we'll bring in a couple of our regular stars. We'll get our uh, Eric back, Riz. Maybe see if we get Bischoff again. I I, gotta, I haven't called him in a little bit. Oh, we'll we get, get Scott back. Yeah. Scott, Scott will be in. Yeah, good folks. So we got that coming up. That's a lot of fun. Uh, CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go go get the chill line and get high. Don't forget about us on Patreon. I said that part, so I'll skip it now. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. <laughs> I swear I'm not a rabbit. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not a cat. <laughs> Sorry, the ears were shorter. <laughs> I'm not a cat. That was so brilliant. Tell me where you got that after. Well, I want it for work. <laughs> I've had a couple of things going on on the way out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at det lions podcast. Det lions podcast. The best place to be pants free. And if Stafford wins the Super Bowl, we'll ship a pair to L.A. and back. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop into your little kitten ears automatically. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Brad Holmes after he drafts Parsons <laughs> at seven, trying to hide from Riz. Just <laughs> great. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.